Welcome back to the Expanded Minds podcast. Today, I got a special guest with me, and her name is Renee Garcia. How are you doing today? Good, Ezekiel. How are you? I'm doing excellent. So Great. Do people say your, your last name with like a, do they roll their R when they say it, or is it just Garcia? Yeah, Spanish speakers typically do, but then they start talking to me in Spanish, and I'm like, sorry, <laughs> just, the la- <laughs> just the last name. <laughs> do you speak Spanish? No. Oh, okay. Nope. But people think that I do, which is <laughs> nice. But people think I speak Russian where I live now too. So, um, yeah. But I do. Uh, English is my my only language. Okay. Well, I got some rapid fire questions for you. And let's do it. Let's get right into it. Just answer them as fast as you can. Favorite okay. restaurant? Uh oh, geez, Houston's. Oh, I don't. I don't ask. <laughs> Brown noise, binaural beats, or white noise? Brown noise. You got favorite question you were asked? Oh, uh, I guess the last one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're setting the standard here. Um, favorite slide? Um, I guess dying at an old age feeling incredibly full and happy with how I um, spent my, my time here on earth. One word to describe yourself. Mm. Weird. I don't know. I have no idea. That's right, a weird, weird one. <laughs> weird. weird and I have no idea. <laughs> two good ones. All right. Best place to relax? Um, with my dogs. Dog or dogs? Dogs. I've got two dogs. Okay. Name a song you listened to in the past 24 hours. Uh, I was listening to the, uh, the, the, the song from The Matrix by Rage Against the Machine. It's a good one. <laughs> It is a good one. <laughs> my dog, my dogs love that song. They get fired up when I put it on. It's so so funny. As every dog should. <laughs> All right. Next question. When was the last time you transurfed? I'm transurfing right now. <laughs> Second favorite book after Reality Transurfing. I would probably have to say either the 48 Laws of Power or Dr. David Hawkins' Letting Go. And last but not least, whatever comes to your mind, Renee Garcia is? Fun. <laughs> these, are, these are oddball questions. <laughs> Opening question so that people can get to know a little bit of your story. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about reality transurfing, which is a book to some outsiders. But for some people who have practiced it, it's kind of like a way of life. And even personally for myself, um, my first time looking at really transurfing, kind of overlooked it. But then as I started going on, you know, and then time has passed, I looked at the book again and I realized intuitively, like this book had a lot of power to it. Like this is one of the, these are one of these books that like, if you really study it and immerse yourself in it, it can really change your life. And just, and it was awesome when I looked at the book again because I was meditating prior to it. So I had spent a lot of time meditating. And then as soon as I opened up the book again, it was like everything that kind of was experiencing meditation. It was like this book was literally just expanding on 
a lot of the principles on reality that I was experiencing. So can you describe for yourself, like what was your life like before transurfing versus after? So pretty, pretty polarized um, versions of reality, I would say for sure. I grew up lower middle class, borderline poverty level, and I had to really become extremely resourceful as I got older and ventured out onto my own because I didn't I didn't have a lot of the resources that most people have going into adulthood. So I had to rely on many aspects of transurfing to sort of help myself to survive and see success. But there was a good portion of how I was living and the things that I was doing that were also at the same time building and creating a reality that I did not want to be a part of. So there was like this, this dichotomy of events going on. On one hand, I was able to utilize certain parts of the knowledge before even finding it to see myself to some success. But at the same time, I was doing these things sort of against myself. Um, I don't really know another way to put it. I was, I was, I was finding ways to be successful using the power and laws of metaphysics, but at the same time, I wasn't really tuning into who I really was as a person and what was valuable for me as an individual. I was more adhering to the standards and type of success that I believed the world wanted me to see and not me myself. So there was a lot of confusion in my mind. On one hand, I was living some pretty incredible experiences and finding success and gaining a certain level of wealth and all that kind of stuff. But on the other hand, I was confused as to why this wasn't helping me to feel better mentally or emotionally because growing up in poverty, I'd always believed that the most important thing was figuring out a way to make money and find success. And as I did that, I thought that I would start feeling better, but in fact, I just continued to get worse and worse and worse until I had a pretty epic nervous breakdown in my mid thirties that sent me spiraling into, you know, a wormhole of, of, of darkness and questions and wondering what was wrong. And, um, I was very alone. I was living in Los Angeles. I ended up leaving my life there completely behind and sort of retreating to a place where I felt like I could take some time to recollect and think about what it was I had been experiencing and where it was I had gone wrong and what I had been doing right and 
all the things that had happened up until that point. And it was at that point that I found Transurfing and it explained everything, like every question I had, every, every reason that I was feeling like shit, every um, way that I had perceived my life to be like going wrong, like all of my questions got answered. And I'm a pretty... I'm a pretty pragmatic person. Like, you know, I don't, I don't buy into stuff very easily. Like I really want to see that something doesn't have a lot of holes in it, or, you know, I want to see that there's more to it than just believing in something or having it be something that you carry with you without asking questions of it itself. And for me, trans surfing was totally comprehensive, well-rounded. It showed me exactly the ways that I had achieved success, what I had been doing wrong, what I had been doing right, all the means in which I've, I had achieved any sort of result in my life and explained it all to me. So then I went about just correcting everything that I felt was off balance, every point in my reality that I had been trying to see some results to like an opposite means, you know, trying, trying so hard to be happy, but finding immense happiness <laughs> instead, you know, and all those sorts of imbalances. I just, began the long process because I mean even though I saw results with transurfing instantly seven years later I'm still very active with trying to decipher the knowledge practically through my own experience of reality and I'm just in a constant state of learning how to work with this knowledge every single day and it it has always shown up for me so it's a it's a practice i kind of view it as like you know the people that adhere to something like tibetan, tibetan buddhism or something like that where you know you've got to you've got to incorporate every part of the knowledge into every part of your life and that doesn't happen just with a snap of your fingers it's a i'm a lifer i'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life and i've made it you know, my mission to help others that are looking to do this for themselves. That's what, um, you know, that's what my purpose is right now in life. So I'm kind of like learning. I know a lot of people look up to me and think that I'm, I'm sort of this expert trans surfer. And in a lot of ways that I, I in a lot of ways I am absolutely, because I've been working with this knowledge for a really long time, it, very deeply, but, um, at the same time, I'm still in an active state of learning and I kind of view it as though um, everyone that's coming to this knowledge, especially those that are entrusting me to break it down for them, I'm kind of just learning alongside everyone, maybe just a step ahead or something like that. So still a student and um, on, a, on a journey to, to master it, but I'm totally okay if... I never actually do. <laughs> you know, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah, and then real quick before I continue, because I know that there's going to be people that don't know what transurfing is. Can you give a quick definition of what it is so that they can have in their minds and understand what you just said? Seriously. 
Yeah, so transurfing is a set of concepts that helps you to understand the nature of reality and your experience of reality and how those two points coincide with each other. So you essentially have two versions of reality playing out. You have what is physically manifested in front of you, the material world. And then you have this internal reality, which is composed of your thoughts and your feelings and your perspective, your your actions, the things that are generated within you. And what's generated within you physically materializes in the, your experience of reality. So reality transurfing is about uh, two things, really. It's about you learning how to manipulate that image that you're seeing, your your perception of reality, by doing specific things within yourself. And then at the same time, you are also tuning into your external environment, tuning into your world in a way that most people aren't. So you are catching various um, realities sort of threaded through your experience of reality and finding finding like new roads, new new experiences, new things that you can jump on using what you have going on internally to sort of surf these different variations of reality to higher layers, higher versions of reality where more of what it is that you want exists. So what I like to tell people is that things like the law of attraction or other bodies of knowledge that teach things like manifestation, really what people are attempting to do is they're attempting to pull what it is they want from what we call the alternative space. This is the number one, the beginning transurfing concept is understanding what is external to you and how to manipulate that to your benefit. But what most people are trying to do with things like the law of attraction is they're trying to pull from this space what it is that they want into their current version of reality. That's why a lot of people don't experience long lasting positive effects with things like law of attraction. It can be like spotty. It can be sometimes you, you know, sometimes you hit it, sometimes you don't. What transurfing is is it's you sort of throwing yourself into the alternative space to catch these different waves of reality so you can find yourself to the place where the presence of what it is that you want exists or the likelihood of it is higher than where it is you currently are. So you're surfing different versions of reality to achieve what it is that you want rather than trying to pull what it is you want from the world into your current experience of reality, which doesn't give um, very dependable results. So as you begin to learn how to surf reality, these different versions of reality, and you become good at this, then life kind of becomes like a buffet. Your options 
become much more abundant and you understand how reality works, you understand how reality presents to you opportunities and new versions of reality to experience. And then it's up to you if that's something that you want to use your energetic resources to go and do that thing. And I've been doing it now for seven years and I've had amazing success with it. I mean, I just bought like the house of my dreams, this beautiful, big, huge, opulent home in the Republic of Georgia, small country south of Russia. And it's um, this kind of amazing life that I never really would have thought was available to me. I'm like, you know, not educated. I have a ninth grade education. I've got no formal training in any, you know, I'm, I'm, I didn't go to college, you know, I've made my money and I've done things my own way. Once I found transurfing, I was really able to kick up to the next level. And like, my life is pretty damn good. I'm in my early forties and early retired and I feel like, a million bucks, you know? So, it, 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 and, and I'm living the reality that's intended for me. I'm not living a reality that my world tells me is like the thing to be doing, you know? Um, I did that life once and yeah, I had some, I had some like um, material benefits, but ultimately I felt pretty empty inside and pretty disconnected from who I truly was as a person. And now I have all the material things even more than I had before, yet I don't feel like I'm a slave to some type of system. I'm living life by my own you know, by my own rules. I'm the creator of my world. I answer to nobody. And like, I'm do I'm thriving, you know, so it's allowed me this, this liberty that I've never experienced. And then on top of that, I'm very like, creatively satisfied. I'm very financially comfortable. And I am who I am with no like, I don't give a fuck anymore. What the world wants me to be. I am who I want to be. And it's in this, along with using these, these, these concepts that has helped me to achieve success that I've never experienced before. Deep, deep personal success, not just financial success. That's awesome. And one of the things I want to mention too is, you know, you talked about going to higher lifelines. And one of the things that stop people from going to these higher lifelines are pendulums. Yeah. And so just for like future reference, though, for people that are new and they don't know these terms, I'm going to go ahead and like define them in the description so, so that we can, you know, have more time and stuff. So I'm going to define some concepts that you need to understand. Uh, but when it comes to pendulums and I talked about in the opening how like I was meditating a lot. And then when I had opened up transurfing, I was like it opened up my eyes to like literally it was like what I was experiencing. And so my first time kind of like feeling a pendulum really was when. So I had just spent like a couple hours meditating and then I had gone to work and I can kind of see the outline of the energetic structure of the people's thoughts there. And how was, you know, as soon as you walk into the space, you just immediately get sucked in and you kind of lose 
the aura that you the aura that I had when I was meditating before just kind of got sucked into it. And then I kind of got plugged into that to that system. Yeah. So my question for you is like, do you remember the first time, you know, uh, you, your first time seeing a pendulum or do you remember any pendulums that you had to deal with? And then how did you start to deal with them and um, you can say rent yourself out? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a fantastic question, because this is kind of the thing that blows most people's minds when they first find transurfing and they see it for themselves for the first time. The classic example is Neo in the Matrix when Morpheus is asking him, you know, do you want the red pill or the blue pill? The blue pill, you go back to sleep. The red pill, you wake up to the truth of reality, right? And he's like, well, I want the red pill. So he takes the red pill and he wakes up and like that, that pod with all the things connected to him and he sees what is actually happening. And this is absolutely the case for a lot of people coming to this knowledge is you wake up to the pendulums in your life and you're like, holy shit, like I am getting my face ripped off <laughs> on a daily basis by pendulums. And, you know, to answer your question from my personal experience, I'll give you a small example. I'll give you a big example. So after this nervous breakdown, I moved out of Los Angeles. I moved up to Portland, Oregon. I was living a much quieter life. I was trying to sort of decipher what had happened to me through transurfing. I had just found it. And immediately I acknowledged Los Angeles as being this like massive matrix pendulum that had essentially led me astray. So what happens is, is pendulums, big energetic entities. They can be cities, it can be uh, politics, religion, professional realms, edu the ed education system, um, drugs and alcohol. It can be a family dynamic. Everything essentially, and we're talking about negative pendulums here, everything essentially in this world that needs your energetic contribution to thrive and survive is a pendulum. So like if Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles, suddenly didn't have any people living there and there were no people feeding it's it, feeding it energetically it wouldn't be a pendulum anymore it's a pendulum because there's lots of people there there's lots of energetic things happening lots of people are tuned into that system as it's set up and the pendulum of let's say a massive city like los angeles convinces us that there is a mode of operation if you operate by the standards which the pendulum has set you will see success so like let's take hollywood for example the pendulum of you know los angeles hollywood movies all that kind of thing tells the person moving there if you want to be a superstar you need to look like this and act like this and be like this and you need to do all these types of things and if you do all these things well you might get lucky and become the next matthew mcconaughey or you know whoever so a lot of people the next renee garcia <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, so if you if you adhere to all those standards and those and those laws, if you will, you might get lucky. But at the same time, lots of people don't 
see that success, right? So they give their energy to the pendulum. They give their thoughts, they give their actions, they give their energetic resources, they give their money, they give their time. Some people get it and some people don't get it. Now, the reason that some people get it is because that thing was specifically intended for them. The the reason that a lot of people don't get it is because they're going after a false dream of something that they saw and they thought, oh, I want that thing, but they don't really want it. They just are convinced by the pendulum that they want it or they need this thing to be happy. So this is essentially what happened for me. I didn't go after Hollywood fame. I was going after something else. But at the end of the day, it wasn't for me. That's why I was feeling so broken and like vapid and not happy. Even though I was achieving some level of success, I was still like not it wasn't in line with who I was as an individual. So there was no way that I was going to actually find success in this thing. So I woke up to that. Once I found trans surfing, I was like, holy shit, that pendulum really had me right. That pendulum really tricked me that pendulum. I really fell for it. And I gave that pendulum everything. And that's why at the end I felt so damn depleted and so broken is because it kept asking for more and more and more. And I kept getting stuff like money and cool material things, but that wasn't actually what my soul or what the essence of who I was as an individual, that's not what I needed. What I needed wasn't going to be given to me by that pendulum. I actually had to separate from it and go somewhere else and find a new version of reality where I could actually extract the things that I actually needed. Money and all that kind of stuff came along with it, but really my soul started to be fed in a new way. And this is what I needed. So that was like the massive aha was I had separated from the major, you know, soul sucking pendulum of, of Los Angeles. The small one was I had been dating this guy and I had moved in with him a few months before I found transurfing super low frequency, really negative thinker, really negative perspective on, on life. And I found transurfing and I suddenly my eyes were wide open and I saw so much in my life. I was, it, I was like Neo in the matrix waking up to the reality, you know, and my, my essence, my aura began to change, but we like to be with people that share a similar frequency and similar thought patterns. Otherwise we get confused easily and people typically don't like to be around others that are resonating at a different frequency. So my frequency began to elevate. I started to feel better about life. I started to think more positive things and see things in a new way. My rose colored lenses went on and he didn't like that. And he was constantly in a state of trying to get me to come back down to his level and I acknowledged very quickly oh shit this pendulum is like needing me to stay connected to it in a way that isn't beneficial to me long term so you know I let it go on for a few more months but then I realized that it, it was a pendulum a negative pendulum that needed me connected to it in a specific way that was not going to benefit me so I had to end the relationship so 
people can be negative pendulums as well. It can be everything from, you know, a one-on-one -on -one relationship to a lifestyle, a profession, the place you're living, you know, big, huge pendulums like politics and media and social media and all that kind of stuff. So transurfing helps you to really start to decipher is you being connected to that pendulum, whatever it is, is it helping you or is it hurting you? And then it helps you to like disconnect if, if, you know, obviously it's not serving your highest and best. Yeah. And one of the things that, uh, that also came to my mind as well is like, in order to defeat the pendulum, one of the things that Vadim mentioned is to empty yourself or wrench yourself out. Yeah. So by emptying yourself and detaching from the certain, you know, the thoughts that come with the pendulums and everything that comes with it, the energy that comes with it, by emptying yourself, you're able to listen to your heart. Or I think that's the Russell the Morning Stars. Is that correct? Yeah. So, so you know, when yeah, yeah, when you're when you're when you're in an active state of being connected in a way where it's consuming you, right? Like you're talking about entering your workplace, you could feel that consumption happening where you get sucked into it and you kind of like lose who you are as an individual. You're like meditating, you're getting into you, you're feeling yourself, you're feeling what it is you want. You're thinking your thoughts. Your your frequency is is trying to climb to its higher and natural state. But then you go into work and suddenly it all comes down a bit, right? And you become like a cog in the machine. You become a piece in the matrix that like you still have your thoughts because you do have yourself and your meditation and obviously a higher state of awareness because you're listening and reading things like reality transserving. But at the same time, you're also a player in that matrix. So once once you start to understand that and you can know when you're getting sucked in, you can perform certain practices like renting yourself out, which is an incredible tool. This is you just maintaining awareness of what the game is exactly so you don't get sucked in. So you can do both. You can like be um, a player in that matrix to the people that are seeing you, they still think that you're a player there, but your thoughts are your own and you're disconnected from it with awareness. When you're in this state, you can hear your own stuff more loudly than you're being influenced by the pendulum, the rustle of the morning stars. And the more you listen to what we call the rustle of the morning stars, your own internal dialogue, what the world's trying to tell you that isn't a pendulum, like ripping your face off metaphysically every day <laughs> when you go to work. When you're, when you're in this active state of listening to yourself and to your world, then your world's going to tell you things like, hey, you can navigate this pendulum and extract from it what you need and keep yourself a certain distance away while not being overly influenced. Or it may tell you something like it's time to detach altogether. Right. So it's about you like either having enough awareness to operate on your own accord or you losing your awareness and you essentially 
being like, uh, I know it's a harsh statement and I hate to say this because, you know, it does trigger people sometimes, but a lot of people are just puppets to the pendulums in their lives. They don't really have sovereignty. They're just kind of being toyed with and used, you know, and especially now with social media and politics and all that kind of stuff. Those are all massive pendulums that don't give a shit about the individual that's tuned into it and they're being played like a puppet. And when you when you see that and you take you take that back, right? You take back your sovereignty and you're like, wait a second, this thing doesn't actually give a shit about me, but it's getting a lot of my time and energy. Then once you take back that energy, then you can use that energy for your own benefit. And this is essentially the energy you use to transurf reality exactly yeah as soon as you get the energy back you have way more uh thought power and the ability to actually use intention because i think that's a very important state too is that a lot of people lose their ability to actually intend to do something you know they try yes. to do it but they don't have the energy to actually you know go out and do the things they want to do or chase the dreams that they want and that's because yeah like you said the pendulums you know take the energy from them and yes one of the things that I resonated with, um, I was listening actually to the audiobook Tofti on your on your YouTube channel, and I I, I loved how they broke down, uh, Vidhi broke down center screen awareness. I think it was the inner screen and the external screens. Yeah. Um, and the oh, way that yeah. he described it, how like people people's attention, they don't have control over it. So your ability to be attentive to something and you know concentrate on something usually goes to your your external world. You know, your five senses, the things that you're seeing on the outside, or like your internal roles, your, you know, your inner dialogue. And so I, when he talks about moving your concentration back to the center screen, you know, for me, that's a very powerful. And I've even started practicing that before reality transurfing. So it's a very interesting concept and very cool to see what happens when you do that. So can you oh. like go into what happens when you take your concentration for example, like one of the things he says, and I think two of these, he says you have to find where your attention is located and then bring it back to the center screen. So can you describe like how it's how it's like for you to find it and then bring it back to the center screen awareness? Yeah, so this is um, a very meaty topic for sure. I actually, a number of years ago, gave a two-day seminar in the UK just on the center screen. I mean, it's that... It's that vast and it's not, um, it's definitely not a concept that's novel to Vadim Zeeland's work. There's lots and lots of mystics throughout time who have definitely um, touched on the value of the center screen, obviously calling it other things, but- uh, Other things like what? Um, like Gurdjieff Ger called it the middle world and he has um, he has a quote I'll send it to you after this it's pretty fascinating he says if you want to know the thing that will make a man the richest in life it's to um, exist in the middle world which is you not being a part of the outer world and you not being a part of your of the inner world and finding this 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 middle world and it, it's a little more magical his quote and I'll send it to you after this, but um, yeah, it's the center screen, and uh, 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 I, I believe religions 
teach of this um, Sufi Muslims, you know, when they're doing the like the whirling dervishes, you know, this is them sort of moving into the center screen, lots of chanting um, Tibetan Buddhists, they definitely have practices where they're meeting their, um, their awareness in this kind of center place. And what what this all really means is you touched on it, removing yourself from your external world where most people are captivated and entranced. So if you're sitting on your phone, doom scrolling, you know, Instagram for hours on end, this is being this is you being stuck in your outer screen. You are. You, your thoughts and your actions belong to the world. They don't belong to yourself. So this is you arguing with people. This is you watching, binge watching Netflix, doom scrolling. Um, this is you partying. This is you being a part of the world, your actions belonging to the world. Then the inner screen is you ruminating, it's you having anxiety over something, it's you overthinking, overanalyzing, it's you daydreaming in a way that's not productive, it's you going over in your mind, like that fight you had with your boyfriend or girlfriend, or, you know, how something's not playing out in your reality the way that you want to see it. This is you essentially consuming yourself. This is you just as the world's getting your actions and your thoughts, this, the inner screen is you getting your actions and your thoughts, but in a way that's not serving you. It's like you consuming yourself. The center screen or the middle world is you pulling yourself from these two places and meeting yourself and your self-awareness in a place where you actually become like, not to exaggerate or anything, but you become godlike, right? You, you are using your actions and your thoughts to serve your higher good. So an example of this would be like, you know, any famous artist throughout history, Da Vinci or, um, you know, Picasso, any artist that has created something that is perceived as valuable in this world. This could be a brain surgeon being like a master at his craft when he's performing brain surgery he's in this center world his actions and his thoughts are producing something that are of immense value this is anyone that's doing anything innovative um elon musk super controversial character but this dude is fucking maximizing in the middle world in the center screen he's playing to the outer screen right and he's captivating millions and millions and millions of people in his world so he understands the metaphysics in my opinion i believe that elon musk is a master at all of this knowledge he's just he's he's playing it like an absolute game but he is 
he is sucking people into their outer screens and using their energy to create something with his own resourcefulness and innovation. So he's achieving this kind of godlike status with wealth and power and all this kind of stuff. Anyone that has power in this world, anyone that's creating anything of value, anyone that's creating masterpieces, anyone that is becoming an expert in something, anyone that is commanding an audience, anyone that is doing anything that you're looking at them and you're saying, God damn, how are they doing that? That is a person that is existing in that center place. We are incredibly powerful beings. We have lots of energetic resources, and power to connect with certain types of knowledge and utilize, you know, many parts of metaphysical reality, but we don't maximize within this knowledge and within this space simply because we become captivated by something that we perceive to be important or, you know, a value people giving too much thoughts and energy to things like politics. We're convinced, oh, this is what my energy needs to be used for. But essentially you're just being, you're just being toyed with by that, that pendulum. When you take this all back and you exist in this center screen. I'm a good example of this, right? When the pandemic started to happen, I saw very quickly, oh shit, millions and millions and millions of people are going to get sucked into the outer screen like crazy. I'm going to detach from it. And when I did that, I decided to go into my little laundry room and film a thousand videos, you know, for Transurfing TV on YouTube and create a bunch of quality courses and a bunch of quality content. So it's essentially you in whatever way that serves you becoming a creator in this center world and not being distracted or allowing pendulums to extract from you in ways that do not serve you and you not consuming or like essentially cannibalizing yourself by being stuck in your inner screen. So once you can master this, um, and I'll send you after this uh, a PDF of the seminar that I gave in the UK. Yeah, please do. Oh, you'll love it. You will absolutely <laughs> love it. It breaks it down. It's got diagrams. It shows everything. It's like it's it is it is uh, it, an intense study on the center screen, and I think you'll really like it. It's good. Yeah, one word that I can describe the center screen, like once you take your attention from, you know, the internal or the external, you know, one word I can use to describe it is lucidity. And so Total, you can, yeah, you easily get exactly. these flashes of like, either you get flashes of insight, intuitive insight, or like, you just feel like you can do anything. And even like last night, like, cause as I fall asleep, that's one thing I practice. Like I try to watch myself go to sleep. And uh, I, uh, last night I had lucid dreams. <laughs> so oh, I love back it. Back to back to back. It was oh my insane. gosh, that's so good. Yes, I know. I know what dream? you're talking about. I do. I do lucid dream, and um, I have like this this reality that I'm experiencing right now. Pretty epic. I live in like the most baller house I've ever seen in the capital city of Tbilisi, which is in the Republic of Georgia. And 
I came here for vacation over the summertime and I was like, oh my God, I fucking love this place. Like I fell in love with it. And I walked by a real estate office and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to buy a house here and I'm going to move here. I don't know how I'm going to convince my partner of five years, but I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do like once I get here, but I'm going to figure it out. And I was walking through this little, um, you know, bazaar that was on the main street during the summertime. And I bought this little, I actually have it here. Let me see. Oh no, it's in my other room. It's a little, it's a little ceramic house. And I, I thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy this little house and I'm going to meditate on this little house. And I'm going to see how fast I can materialize this version of reality. I want the best house I can find. I want to move my partner and my two dogs from the US. We got rid of everything that we owned. <laughs> Literally, we came here with two suitcases and the two dogs. And what I did was before bed every night as I was falling asleep, I had this little house next to my bed. I would go into the center screen and I would just like try to lucidly connect to this version of reality. I want to see how fast I can make this happen. And not even four months later, I'm here, <laughs> like with everything completely set up. And I did it with these concepts. So yeah, and and this practice of really putting yourself into a place of, you know, we say it in 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 the Tufty book, I see myself, I see my reality like really getting yourself into this space, especially right before you go to sleep is super powerful. And just figuring out what it is that you want and then bringing yourself back to this and really breaking down how you're gonna get yourself there and staying in the center screen. There's virtually nothing that you cannot accomplish if you really start to, to use these practices. I mean, it's the best thing that I've ever found. So that's why I continue to just keep going pretty hard on it. Yeah, I also like, because I immersed myself in a lot of the work, even recently coming up to this podcast, like the amount of dreams I was getting on this, like, oh my goodness, it was pretty intense dreams. And one of them also was like, there was a, these bunch of voices. I can't remember the entire dream, but one of them was like, he's finally taking this seriously. Like he's finally started on this path. And oh then, God, I love it. <laughs> a bunch of voices kept coming in and telling me that. And then, but it's mainly because I think that to be to be a creator and getting your entire being invested in this, like that takes a lot of work. I think a lot of people don't necessarily have the strength or the, the ability to actually bring themselves so present that they can create, you know, what they actually want. And this is kind of a little bit off of what I was saying, but it can kind of tie in. But like one of the things that I also resonated with in the Tufty book was the illusion of action and like, so, you know, we generally tend to follow other people's scripts and what they want for our lives and, you know, the goals that they have for us. And one of the things that can help you, like, break out of that instead of, you know, focusing on what you're doing and focusing on what other people have you doing, you kind of start to take inventory in the present moment and then just ask yourself, what is actually happening in this present moment? And for me, that really resonated with me because then that's where all the scripts kind of break and you can begin to, you know, observe things and, become more lucid in that moment so i oh. mean can you go into the illusion of action and 
you know, the whole statement of motion is not what you do, but it's like what is happening in that moment. Oh, yeah, that this is really, um, I think, a very underrated part of the the transurfing and tufty knowledge because <laughs> do you do you do you ever see the memes that i make on like um youtube community or anything no you ever i have oh, okay <laughs> i did this one where it, it shows that um the various uh the various parts of like a guy getting dressed up as a clown have you seen that meme <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's super funny, but it's like it says. Um, the, the the first line is, "I want to I want to make a million dollars," and then the second is, "So I listen to the transurfing audiobooks, doing the only thing that I know how to do, like super hard." <laughs> You know, and then it's like, and then it's like, but I'm not getting the million dollars and I'm really pissed off. And so I go troll Renee Garcia on Transurfing TV. And then the end one is I blame Transurfing for not giving me what it promised to give me. So exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So that, 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 uh, that second one there scroll scroll up just a little bit okay so i listen to the audiobooks while i try real hard at the only thing i know how to do <laughs> so okay i'm laughing because it, it, you know it it's mystical knowledge but at the same time it's pretty fucking funny when you can see not only other people and how what it is they're doing are not going to create the results that they're actually looking for, but being able to acknowledge that within yourself, you know, I mean, I grew up in a poverty level trailer park environment where everything that everyone was doing was wrong, <laughs> you know, like everything, but people believed they were doing the right things. Like, okay, I wake up every morning and I go to work so I can make money. Right. And if I can work hard enough, I will get enough money so I can make a comfortable life for my family. Yet that never actually happened because nobody was making enough money. Nobody was doing anything that was going to put them in a place where they could actually make more money. But they were convinced that if they went to work every day, they could make the money. But that wasn't where the money was going to be made. Right. So this is this is the illusion of action. And we get screwed up in this a lot where we where we are convinced that what it is we are doing is going to see us to some means. But if you can wake yourself up, just like you said, and ask yourself what is really, really going on, you will see that it won't actually equate to what it is you are intending to have. And it never will unless you continue to evolve and up your game. So what I tell people, because I get lots of questions about money. How do I make money? How do I, I want a million bucks. So, and I'm, there's nothing new in what I'm saying, absolutely nothing new in what I'm saying, but it is in, for, in my layer of reality, it is the truth. You do not work 
at making a million dollars. If you want to make a million dollars, it has nothing to do with an action that you're going to take to make a million dollars. You need to become a person that has a million dollars. You need to become that person that has a million dollars. So I have the money that I want. It's not because I did something to make that money. I became the person that has that type of money. Does that make sense? Do you get what I'm saying? Yep. It all happens naturally. It, you don't have to actually try to do anything. So when I came here, this is the perfect example. Right now, the real estate economy here, the real estate sector in Tbilisi, Georgia is booming, is absolutely booming. But a lot of people don't make moves like this, come and jump into a real estate market in a foreign country, especially one that's connected to Russia, because they're like, oh my God, that sounds so scary. That sounds like a lot of risk. Oh, I don't have what it takes, blah, 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 blah. So they don't do what it is that would actually move into that space of that person that extracts benefits from a scenario playing out like this. So I see the opportunity, right? I see that there's a real estate venture that's going to make me good money. The type of person that has a million dollars is the type of person that merges into a scenario like that with fearlessness and an emphasis and enthusiasm to learn what it takes to thrive in a real estate market in a foreign country. That is the type of person that makes a million dollars, right? There is no job that I'm going to go to with my skill set that is going to uh, help me to make a million dollars. It is me moving into that space of reality. So getting back to what transurfing is. So if I want to make a million dollars doing something, I don't attempt to do the one thing that I know how to do really hard in my current version of reality. I surf myself to a version of reality where the likelihood of me making a million dollars is much higher, but that version of me needs to be fulfilled, right? I need to up my game and move into a higher version of who I am, which is a version of me that makes a million dollars in said version of reality. So that's, that's how you make the money. And most people are caught up in the illusion of action. Oh, I just need to do this one thing that I know how to do really hard, or I just need to try harder at work. So I get the upgrade or the raise or the whatever. And most people get stuck in that kind of like, you know, wormhole of thinking that never ultimately achieves the results that they want. They just keep thinking harder, more, faster, that kind of thing. But moving with reality and morphing into the version of yourself that makes a million dollars. And that's really what this knowledge is about for me. It's about helping, this knowledge is helping me move into a higher version of myself and see different things in my external reality that are going to connect me with what it is that I want. And as long as I can maintain my awareness in that center screen and keep doing the things that I need to do, I got the life, right? <laughs> I got the life. It's when I get caught up that I 
I lose, you know? And again, it's a practice. It's not going to happen overnight. Lots of people come to things like law of attraction, even transserving, looking for shortcuts, but it's like, no, 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 no. There are no shortcuts here. There is an easier way to, to, to what it is that you want, but you've got to do the work and you've got to be willing to evolve and morph into that higher version of yourself. And you've got to be willing to listen to your reality. If I want to make more money and my reality goes, you Renee over here, here's this cool new version of reality where you can make a lot of money in the real estate business, but you got to be willing to move your ass. I got to be willing to move my ass, right? I got to be willing to listen to that shit and like take my reality up on it. And is it scary? Yeah. Moving to a developing country south of Russia during a war little bit trippy right but like what happened with this house i bought it like right before a mass exodus of russians not wanting to go to war flooded georgia and tbilisi and all the real estate prices doubled and tripled i bought this piece of property two weeks before that happened so i reaped the rewards of moving into that fearless version of me that's willing to take the risk and take the shot and I get the benefit, right? Whereas some people caught in the illusion of action, they're just stuck doing the same thing, not wanting to take any risks. They don't get the benefits then, right? I know that's a mouthful, mm -hmm. but that's kind of how I see it. Yeah, just moving into that version of you that you need to embody to have the thing that, that you want to have. I mean, so many people come to me and they're like, you know, I try so hard and I don't have any money and I want to use transserving to like make money. And I'm like, you're not the type of person that has money, you know, I, and I, and, and I'm pretty rough like that. Like, I'll just tell people I'm like, it's, it's the same with romantic love, you know? Oh, I don't have, I don't have, you know, I feel like I've just been, in one disappointing relationship after another, like my whole life has been like a train wreck of bad, you know, bad romances. And I really just want to be in love and like get married and have kids. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not the, you're not the type of person that like somebody's going to want, you know? And I know that sounds, <laughs> you're not like a, the type of person that somebody healthy that you want is going to want you. You know what I'm saying? You have to then become that person to get what it is you want. A lot of people want what they don't, you know, what they're not matched with. And it's a tough pill to swallow sometimes that you got to change in order to become that person that has that thing. Bottom line, you know? Yeah. Like one of the things too is, a. Uh being able to t take your attention away from the physical world and ignore it completely, you know, go into your mind and begin to actually feel the sensations of what it's like to be the person that you want to become and then keep on feeling that feeling and not focusing on the external world. I think that's very important because you need a, some level of concentration, you know, to be able to hold that visualization in your mind and the feelings and that, you know, slide in your mind in order to, you know, say, for example, you want to be a millionaire, millionaire, you have to like, keep that concentration in your mind and continue to ignore the outside world until like that starts to become set. And I think one of the things they also mentions in the book too, is that not, you know, that when you put an impression into the, the mirror, that is this world, you know, when you try to change the reflection, it doesn't like automatically happen right away sometimes. And sometimes it could, you know, you just need to wait and be patient and persevere until that, 
you know, change happens. So hundred percent. If you, if you want something, you know, and I, I just talked about this. I actually just launched a new course called exiting the matrix. And I talk about this pretty extensively. Most people, what they do is, especially when, you know, the people that come to Transurfing that find the book and they're like, oh, cool, this is going to give me everything I've ever wanted. And Vadim says it in the book, you can have anything you want if you choose it. What people think is, oh, I just have to choose it and it will magically appear. And then they become discouraged and it's like, you know, the Transurfing knowledge is blamed because the person made a choice and then they didn't see the thing magically appear right when they demanded it to. And I know this is a little bit of a like gross exaggeration, but people do do this. When you when you do that, like you're you're essentially just demanding, commanding reality to show you something like in that moment instantly. And that's not like that's not how the alternative space works. Things have to formulate in this metaphysical space you need to be showing continuous and methodical movements that express that you are that type of person deserving that thing that you that, that you're asking for you don't just do it once and then expect to see a result and then when you don't see it throw your hands up in the air and be like oh this doesn't work that's exactly what that meme was about that i just referenced you know as somebody doing that kind of thing you have to choose that thing over and over and over every minute of every day you have to be in an active state of choice this is what i want this is what i want but at the same time not expecting your world to show you the result you need to like choose that thing and become that person and feel that thing while letting go of the expectation of the result and when you can learn how to do that then your world actually has the chance to show you the ways to do it. But we become blinded by wanting to see that image in the, in the world of what it is we want to the extent that we can't see the means to achieve it. And Vadim talks about this in the book. It's called, I, I want, I fear, I can't let go. I want something. I fear I don't know the means to achieve the thing, so I do the only thing that I know how to do to try to give the, get the thing, and I won't let go of doing it that way because I fear that if I don't do it, I won't get it. And it, that keeps a person locked in a perpetual state of, you know, wanting and not having. And this is where a lot of people live and there's another way around it, but you have to be willing to approach it from a different angle. And if you don't do that, you're fucked. <laughs> what it boils down to. One of the things that I actually want to ask you too, because I heard you mention this and it was like, it was your podcast with um, Lucy. You mentioned how sometimes you go into sensory deprivation tanks to connect to the alternative space. Oh, I yeah. I get your take on, like, you know, your experiences with sensory deprivation tanks and, you know, how you connect to the alternative space when you're in there. 
Yeah. So the first time I did a sensory deprivation tank, I was like, oh my God, I couldn't relax. I was like taught doing the equivalent of like tossing and turning in bed, you know, it was horrible. And I got out and I was like, man, fuck this. I'm never doing this again. And when I was walking out, the lady was like, how was it? I was like, it's not for me. And then as soon as I said that, I was like, oh wait, this is actually for, for me. <laughs> I am the person that needs this. Like, I just knew that my resistance to it was um, was my ego essentially trying to fight off, like, you know, evolution, personal evolution. So I bought a membership. Instead of saying goodbye, I bought a, me a membership. She was like, whoa, that was like the quickest U-turn I've ever seen anybody do. So I bought a membership and I essentially just forced myself <laughs> to let go all the time. And as I was laying in there, probably like the third or fourth time, all this stuff started to come in. And Vadim Zeeland talks about this in the book. He calls it the window to the alternative space and how we can access these windows really where information and ideas flow in. And this started to happen for me. So when you when you deprive yourself of uh, sensory experience as a human being, this gives the alternative space essentially like a, a, a moment to get some information or some knowledge into you or some ideas. And I don't have access to a sensory deprivation tank here in Tbilisi. Actually, there is one and I haven't been there yet. But um, I have other ways that I can do this, and it's it 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 really uh, a deprivation pod is a good way to shut off the outer screen, right? You got to be careful though to not be totally in your inner screen, which is where I was that first time that I I did it, and I thought, oh no, this isn't for me. If you can maintain awareness in a pod and like just kind of relax and get yourself into a meditative state without like falling asleep or drifting off. This is a really, really good opportunity to hear things like, you know, maybe you need a big change in your life, or maybe you've been trying to do something in a specific way that's not yielding you the results that you want. And maybe the world's like going to present to you a new way to do the thing and see results. My book is a really good example. You probably heard me talk about my book in that podcast. Um, here I was convinced that I had to like release my book in this conventional way and it wasn't happening. So I like gave up on it. And then I went into the deprivation tank and I was like, wait a second, why do I need to put a book out in like a typical publishing kind of way? Why don't I just each chapter, I'll release it as like a PDF and an audio book with like homework and it'll be like a digital experience. And I had this whole idea it wasn't my idea, right? That wasn't something that I generated within myself. That was a, a moment that that window to the alternative space was open and my world fed to me a new way to get something accomplished. And the product of that was, you know, it was going to cost me so many thousands of tens of thousands of dollars to get the book published and doing it this new way 
was virtually like the most cost-effective way for me to do it. And what I did was I released each chapter and I paid my expenses that it costs for the chapter to get produced. The rest of it I put away and now I have enough money when the rest of the audiobook and the PDFs are done, then I have the money to to publish it a real way, right? To like get it done the actual conventional way. So like there's always a workaround and your your world or the alternative space wants to feed you these workarounds, but we have blinders on that keep us from like getting getting ourselves into a position where not only we can gain access to these new ideas, but then take take the movements that we need to, to, to take to achieve that thing. And those that's essentially transurfing. That's what transurfing is, is your world giving to you a new way, a new option, a new means to achieve something, a new variation, and then you moving on it. And just like a surfer sees that wave come in and starts to paddle their arms and then mount the board and then stand up and catch the wave. This is essentially how reality transurfing works. Yeah, that wave of success. Yeah. Wave of fortune. And that also like what you success. said also can can be uh, summed up with this quote right here, where it's a discovery is made when the mind is able to interpret information accepted by the heart. So like, I mean, do you have any other moments where you've made a discovery where your heart was able to tune into like a higher way of thinking and then you just had like an aha moment oh any other it, it 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 happens it happens to me all the time now um i do it in virtually every business that i have i i see something new and i think to myself oh yeah that's that's that that would be a baller approach to getting a different result right i like i i can see it very very clearly and and the heart and mind coordination, this is your heart kind of like lighting up, your soul lighting up. And so, uh, the, the, the term that Vadim uses in the book is the heart declares like, yes, and then the mind rubs its hands together in satisfaction. So this is like this version of reality, this this foreign, you know, moving to a foreign country and living this life. This was the same thing. Like my heart was like, oh my God, I love it. It's it's perfect. It's just for me. And then my brain is like, okay, how can we make this work? And the mind and the heart work together in unison. And when you gain access to new knowledge, information, ideas, and there is like um, an immense sensation of this heart and mind coordination, which transurfing helps you to kind of like develop and understand when you're hearing this thing, when your mind and your heart agree on an endeavor or a new way to achieve something, you can get the thing done super, super fast. And really like all the things that you need will come to you very fast and very easy and then you just have to take the action and then it just kind of rolls like fat you know it's it happens it, you don't have to wait a long time this is like expert transurfing though this is high level transurfing this is stuff that takes a couple of years at least to develop but once you start to do it and you know what it is you're doing the sky's the limit you know you can pretty much do anything you want 
Cool. And closing out here, can you tell me a little bit about your course and like, like what kind of people are you targeting? And like, can you go a little bit more in depth? I know you went over it a little bit earlier, but can you go a little bit more in depth in your new course coming out. Yeah, so we got a lot of courses. We have um, our teachable courses, which teach the trans surfing concepts, the Tufty concepts. There's a course on money in there. There's a course on love. This is all just like um, the core sort of fundamentals of trans surfing. And then we have four courses that you can access on the website, transurfing.us, that are smaller, more specific things. So we have one called the quantum clearing method that helps you sort of get rid of the mental stuff that's keeping you stuck or keeping you away from what it is that you want. We have a course called the anomalous action challenge, which is geared to helping you understand the value and the power of action and teaches you how to take like consistent action all the time in new directions. This is an absolute like powerhouse of knowledge. If you can learn to take anomalous action and like do this thing consistently, you will ultimately achieve like success beyond what you believe is possible for yourself. There's another course called rapid materialization magic. This helps you to like this, do things like this really fast. Like you want something, you can achieve it super, super fast. If you follow these concepts, it's a little more advanced, but really powerful. And then my latest one, Exiting the Matrix, is all about um, script jumping and overriding faulty programming internally that you're running on that is creating results that you don't want and understanding how you, you you've got to override that faulty programming which allows you to choose new scripts and then you can just jump on any script that presents itself to you in your reality and kind of write it to you know a new new height a new place that these last four courses anyone can take them but we do definitely recommend that you have an understanding of the core concepts of reality transurfing first because this is kind of like um, transurfing bonus material. It's how to take the concepts and really maximize them to see like the highest results. All that can be found on the website and we have a Facebook group with 10,000 people in there. You can come in and ask questions. It's the International Transurfing Institute Facebook group and definitely me or somebody else can point anyone in the direction of where they want to go. And obviously we have lots of free resources too, like Transurfing TV with a thousand videos. And uh, the first lesson to every course is on there for free and all kinds of resources and stuff. So we got you, we've got everything Transurfing. <laughs> audiobooks, we got all the audiobooks. my book, A Tale of Practical Transurfing. So we've got literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of hours of content both free and premium so get up on it yeah don't let those pendulums <laughs> rip your face off because yeah. um, <laughs> 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 they will, yeah, they will. <laughs> they will. <laughs> so uh, closing out here I'll say I'll link in the description, like where you can find Renee and her courses and things like that. Uh, but any final advice for people that you have? Um, you know, I actually got this question on the last podcast I did. And my answer was, and I'll give the answer here. 
right before I was getting ready to move here, I was at my house in Missoula, Montana. It was a beautiful night. I went out onto my back porch. I was just like getting ready to move. Super excited, super happy. And I went outside at night to let my dogs out. I looked up at the stars and I thought to myself, God damn, how am I this lucky? Like, how do I get to live this life? I got financial comfort. I got this incredible adventure I'm getting ready to go on. I've got new business opportunities. I just bought a beautiful, epic house, like no mortgage, no rent, just flat out own this place. I'm like, how am I this lucky? And what did I do to get myself here? And my answer was, I stopped taking reality at face value. It's so easy to get caught up in believing that reality is this static thing that's dictated to you. It's not. You can have anything you want. You can do anything you want. You can be anyone you want, but you've got to stop taking reality at face value. And I know that kind of seems like an ambiguous and broad statement, um, but go back and watch like um, the last four or five videos that I did that are the longer ones on Transurfing TV and you'll learn what I'm talking about, especially the one that I did right before I left. No, no, the one before I left to, to move. Before I left to move, I was a little bit of a wreck because I was like all over the place. But the one where I decided that I was going to move, this is me like this is me commanding my reality and ruling my reality like a sovereign being. And there's kind of no like writing both worlds. You can't be sucked into the matrix and at the same time creating your own reality. You've got to choose. And if you want to choose the second one, creating your own reality, you've got to stop taking reality at face value and you've got to dive into either this knowledge or another body of knowledge that's going to take you there and you can't let it go. You've got to keep doing it consistently and like learn how to master it. Then you have a chance or you're just going to be kind of sucked into reality, getting, getting tossed around, you know, getting your face ripped off by the pendulums. <laughs> so, but it is possible and I'm walking proof of that for sure. There's no reason, there is no, there is no logical reason in the world that I should have what I have right now in this world, but I do. And it's because I followed reality transurfing and esoteric knowledge that's helped me to build this life via unconventional means. So if you're not happy with what it is you have right now, I promise you there's a way out, but you're going to have to take some action and you're going to have to evolve. And that's kind of where I'll leave it. All right. Thank you, Renee, for coming on. Thank you, Ezekiel. I appreciate the time. Yeah, have a good rest of your morning, and then I'll have a good rest of my evening. You, you yeah, <laughs> sounds good. I know. I'm at, I'm still getting over the time the time difference. Yeah, I'm like, have a good morning too. <laughs> <laughs>